Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to another Primal Potential podcast episode. I am so thrilled that you've tuned in again. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. And quick thing before we dive in today, if you are enjoying this show, if you are finding it helpful, if you are learning, if it inspires you, it would mean the world to me if you would take just a second and head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review for the show. That would just really make my day and I'd really appreciate it. Today, We are going to be hitting on a sensitive topic for a lot of people, uh, and it needs to be talked about, so I'm glad we're going to do it. But it might make some of you feel, you might resonate with it, but you might be a little bit resistant, and I get that. Some of my greatest personal frustrations when I was losing weight would come from getting on the scale and checking my weight. And I see this all the time with my clients and even with people that comment on the Facebook page or send me emails, you can go from waking up and being super excited and thinking, I'm crushing it. I look great. I look leaner. I feel stronger to whatever. I quit. This is stupid. In a matter of seconds, just by getting on the bathroom scale. So today's challenge that we are going to be talking about is checking your weight, using the scale as a primary indicator of success or progress. I mean, I could keep this so simple by just saying, is that working for you? If it's not, stop doing it. But we will take it a little bit further. Personally, I spent years focusing on the wrong indicators of success. And even during my most recent weight loss, where I've lost about 140 pounds, I can honestly say that my biggest wins, my biggest victories, my biggest fat loss achievements have had nothing to do with the number on the scale. And yet, at so many points, I let the scale define me, define how hard I was working, define my success when... I mean, it just it can't do that, but I gave it that power. I can't tell you how many mornings I would wake up and be so happy, so excited. I would see definition in my waist or I would feel like my face looked leaner and I would be so happy. I would feel good. I would be so proud. I'd be thinking my body is changing. Yes, I'm doing it. Then I would get on the scale and either it wouldn't have moved or worse, I'd be up two pounds. And I would immediately be 150% deflated. 
I would forget everything I had just felt about feeling stronger and feeling leaner and seeing differences. And I would go into an immediate downward spiral and think my hard work isn't even worth it. This is not going to happen. It's not working. Whatever. I might as well go eat pancakes because this doesn't matter. It's not working. Then I would go eat pancakes. And if I had just not gotten on the scale or realized that the scale is not a true indicator of my progress, I could have had a great day. I could have continued to eat clean, crushed my workout, been in an awesome mood, felt really proud and encouraged and continued to move forward. But instead, I held myself back and allowed this number, this arbitrary number on the scale to hold me back and push me back into my old patterns of behavior. If you think that checking your weight every day or every other day, or like some of you crazy folks multiple times a day is a true measure of your progress, you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. It is not a day to day measurement of your progress. It can be used to identify an overall trend, but Using it every day or every other day even is not going to give you an accurate picture. It's not, and I know we feel like we need to check in. We need that accountability. And there are other ways to have that accountability, to have that check-in without deflating yourself unnecessarily, unnecessarily. I recommend that my clients weigh themselves no more than once every other week. And my preference is once every four weeks. Because again, we're looking for that trend and we don't need to be emotionally manipulated by those day-to-day fluctuations. There is just way, way, way too much variability in that number on the day-to-day. I'm not kidding. Your weight can easily fluctuate five to seven pounds, even more than that if you're very overweight, on a day-to-day basis. And I wanna talk about why that happens and what some of these fluctuations are. And my hope is that this is going to show you that you really should not be using the scale as a day-to-day measure of your progress. Now, if you can get on the scale and not be emotionally engaged by the number, if you can realize like, eh, you know, this happened or that happened or I haven't had a bowel movement or whatever and it doesn't affect you, then fine, no big deal but most of us are emotionally tied to that number on the scale. All right, so one of the factors that influences this major day-to-day fluctuation where we can literally see changes in five to seven pounds that have nothing to do with our body fat, let's remember that. What we want is to burn body fat. These daily fluctuations that you're taking as a measure of your progress have nothing to do with your body fat going up or down. So one of the factors that plays a major role in these day-to-day fluctuations is glycogen. You'll remember from previous episodes, and I'll link to them in the show notes over on primalpotential.com, but when we eat carbohydrates, they are broken down into their building blocks. Their building blocks are sugars. When sugar is stored in our body, when there is an excess that needs to go be stored in our muscle or our liver before it spills over into our fat tissue, it is stored in the form of glycogen. Okay, it's stored in the form of glycogen. Now, glycogen hangs on to a ton of water. So if you're seeing fluctuation in your weight, ask yourself, did I have a carb-heavy day the day before? Did I binge? Did I even have a bagel or a plate of pasta? Hear me out. For every one gram of carbohydrate you consume, you can hold on to up to four grams of water. 
four times as much water for every single gram. That's just, that's not anything wrong with you. That's just the way your body is. Carbs are kind of like a sponge. Now that doesn't mean you're necessarily gaining fat, but consumption of carbs is going to contribute to that water retention. That's why when people go low carb or no carb, they'll see really fast weight loss, like five to 10 pounds in a week. And that's just the shedding of water. It's not like some magical way of shedding fat from your body really quickly. It's because you're not having as much of this water retention. So you might feel a little less puffy. You might drop some weight really quickly. But let me give you an example. If you go out to dinner and you get a huge bowl of pasta, right? Or even just like a regular bowl of pasta they serve at a restaurant. It doesn't have to be huge. You could easily be eating 150 to 200 grams of carbs in that meal. Never mind if you have a couple of drinks or a couple of pieces of bread or any dessert. That means you could be hanging on to just from that one meal that one part of that one meal, 800 grams of water. That alone can account for two pounds on the scale. And it's just water. It's not saying anything about your body fat. So why do you care? And remember that this goes both ways. You can't get too excited when the weight falls off if you just cut carbs. Similarly though, don't freak out if you get on the scale and your weight is up after a carb-heavy meal or a carb-heavy day or never mind what's going to happen on the scale after a binge. So this is not a reflection of your body fat and that's really what we care about. You don't see somebody walking down the street and go, oh, she looks great. I bet she weighs under 150 pounds. Like, no, it's not about a number. It's about a look. And that look comes from our body fat and our lean mass. And these fluctuations have nothing to do with those things. So chill out. All right. So glycogen is one thing that impacts it, the way that we're retaining water because of carb consumption. The second thing is pretty common sense, and that's food itself. If you are constipated, if you have not had a bowel movement, that's obviously going to have a major influence on your body weight. So if you get on the scale and you're up a couple of pounds, but you haven't gone to the bathroom in the last 24 hours or so, relax. That's normal. Your body weight can fluctuate as much as one to three pounds based on your bowel movement. So we don't need to say too much about that. It's pretty self-explanatory. But if you're feeling constipated or you're not having regular bowel movements, you should not be freaked out when your weight is fluctuating. Sodium is another factor. And this has to do with your general sodium balance. It has to do with how much total water you're drinking, how much total water you are excreting, how much total water you are retaining. And the hormone aldosterone has a major role in water retention. The more aldosterone, the more water you retain. Now, if you overly restrict sodium, your body is going to compensate, as it always does, because your body's really smart, by producing more aldosterone, you'll actually retain more water. Similarly, though, if you spike your sodium intake when your aldosterone is already high, you are going to retain water like a sponge. So, again, you could be talking about a pound, two pounds, three pounds, just of water. And this can also fluctuate with your menstrual cycle. So ladies, you are going to have ebbs and flows of your water retention throughout the cycle. So if you're going on a day-to-day, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Checking your weight every other week or ideally just once a month is going to really help you out. And I just want to emphasize That does not mean that we're not measuring our progress in other ways. We're going to talk about what some of those other ways are. But if you're thinking, no, it keeps me accountable. I have to do it. 
I'm going to challenge you to find a better, more accurate way to stay accountable because this doesn't help you stay accountable if you get frustrated and end up overindulging because you feel like your hard work isn't paying off. The scale is only telling you what you weigh in that moment. Your combination of lean mass, bone mass, fat mass, water, food, all these things in that moment. Most scales are not going to tell you if your water weight is up, but your fat mass is down. And even if they do, right, most people don't pay attention to those numbers. They don't look at, oh, well, my body water percentage is up or my lean mass percentage is up. They're just looking at the number and freaking out. Your scale might make it seem like you've gained weight or that you're staying the same, but that's not necessarily a reflection of how much fat you've lost, right? What if you're gaining muscle, but you're losing fat and there's a net no change in your weight? You're going to freak out wrongfully so. And, you know, this is something that's been really tough for me is considering the changes in muscle mass because I've gotten a lot stronger over the past couple of years. And the goal for a lean, strong, functional, fit, healthy body is, of course, to burn fat and build muscle, right? If you're burning fat and putting on muscle, that is awesome news for your body. You are going to look better. You're going to look leaner. You're going to be stronger. But that's the reason that I'd often wake up feeling great feel like I was making progress, look like I was making progress, but then get on the scale and feel deflated. I was getting leaner and tighter because I was burning fat and building muscle, but the scale would either see no change or it could even creep up a pound or two. And I'd be thinking, what the heck? I knew I was putting in the work, but the scale didn't show it. The scale is just a general measure of your total mass. You cannot rely on the scale as a primary indicator of your fat loss progress. It is not going to give you all the information. And of course, this goes both ways. If you slash your calories and you drop five pounds, don't be too quick to celebrate. Are you losing water? Are you burning precious muscle tissue? Or is it truly fat? Some of these other indicators of progress are going to help us ensure that we aren't burning muscle, right? That we aren't exclusively losing water, that we are tapping into our stored body fat and burning it off of our body for good. And like I've said, I want to emphasize that if you're thinking I need this accountability, or even if you're not, it is very, very important to monitor progress. That is paramount. If you aren't paying attention, then you could easily be putting out effort and moving in the wrong direction or just slowly sliding off course and getting a little bit more relaxed. And before you know it, you've gained two pant sizes, right? So accountability and measurement is incredibly important, but the scale is not a good way to do that on the regular because it doesn't paint a true picture. It can, however, be used in combination with other measurements. And one really powerful tool is just that, actual measurements of your waist, your hips, your thighs. And you can do this with a fabric measuring tape, even though nobody likes to do it and we put it off as if not doing it makes it like any less true. Your waist measurement is your waist measurement, whether you know the number or not. So you might as well just do it, write it down. You don't need to tell anybody. You don't need to put it up on Facebook. You just know where you're at so that you can measure your progress in that way. 
If you don't wanna get a fabric measuring tape or you just can't stand to know what that number is, you can use a snug pair of pants or a fitted dress as an indicator. And if you snap a picture of yourself in them, then it's gonna be easier. You might not remember from time to time, like I think it's a little looser, but I'm not really sure. But if you take a picture in it, then you're definitely gonna see those changes as you go. This is something that I always do. I always have a baseline pair of pants or dress that I'm getting into every once in a while to see how my body is changing. Let's think about this for a second. What would it mean if your pants were fitting more loosely, but your scale isn't moving? Probably good things. It probably means that you're burning fat. Maybe that hasn't been measurable on the scale yet, but your body is definitely changing. You might also be burning muscle, right? So you're more, comp uh, not burning muscle, I'm sorry, uh, gaining muscle and burning fat at the same time. So your scale isn't moving, but your body is getting more compact, more dense. And that's a good thing for your health and for the way that you look. What if your weight is decreasing and your pants are fitting more loose? That's also a great thing. You're probably burning fat. But what if your weight is decreasing, but your pants feel more snug? There is no hard and fast answer, but it definitely is a sign that you need to pay attention. You could be bloated, you could be gaining muscle, but you also could be gaining fat. And we would be able to tell this, and I evaluate this with my clients by looking at things like strength, stamina, hunger, energy cravings. They are going to help us get a better, bigger picture. And that is again why we can't just use one metric to measure our success. You have to learn to pay attention. You cannot, cannot, cannot use the scale as the only indicator of your progress. It really is a recipe for being frustrated or for being wrong. So here are the, some of the things that I recommend you do to monitor your progress. And monitoring is one of the keys to success. So don't just think, oh, well, I'll put the scale up and you know just kind of wing it. No, no, you do need to monitor your progress if you wanna be successful. And if you wanna know if what you're doing is working and know when what you've been doing that's working stops working and you need to course correct. The first thing I wanna recommend is taking pictures. I know nobody likes to do this, trust me. When I was over 300 pounds, it was the last thing I wanted to do, but I got into the habit of taking a quick headshot while sitting at my computer once a week or every other week. And now those are some of my most powerful reminders of how far I've come. And it was great, especially in those weeks where the scale didn't move much, but I could see major changes in my body. Sometimes I'd take full body pictures, um, but not as often because, you know, it was hard for me. But I did take full body pictures, but I regularly took little headshots, okay? Nobody else needs to see them, but you do need to take them. The other thing is to use a pair of pants or a dress as a metric. Grab some tight pants, put them on every week. And okay, I, I just gotta say this because it's so easy to not notice when you're gaining weight if you're wearing clothes that aren't fitted. Now, if you're not comfortable in fitted clothes or you, you know, you you have a job where you wear like scrubs or, or yoga pants or whatever, I get it. You don't need to like wear them out to the mall or wear them to work every day. But at least once a week, you've got to put on a pair of jeans that are fitted or snug or something because you can't just wake up one morning and go to put on a pair of jeans and realize that you've gained you know, 10 pounds and your jeans don't fit anymore. 
If you routinely don't wear clothes that you can see how your body is changing in them, then you're not going to know if you're on the right track. So do not fall into that trap of wearing clothes that you can easily stretch into. Get some clothes on that are going to be more structured because you have to see how your body is changing. Otherwise, you're going to wake up one morning and realize that none of your clothes fit. The other thing is to take baseline measurements, right? This is getting that fabric measuring, measuring tape. You can get them for 99 cents at a craft store. And once a month, take a measurement of your waist, your hips, your thighs. You know, you can do your bust as well. You don't need to share these with anybody, but write them down in a journal and go back. And this is awesome. You know, you might find, and it's so encouraging to see this, you might find that you've only lost two pounds, but you've lost four inches between your waist and your hips and your thighs. That's awesome. Don't, don't cheat yourself. Don't rob yourself from those major victories because you don't want to face what the initial measurement is. You can have some amazing victories and see tremendous progress. Give yourself that opportunity. It's a gift you're giving yourself. It is a gift you're giving yourself, right? The other thing is don't check your weight more than every other week. Once a month is great too. The fifth way that I think it's important to monitor your progress is to assess your strength and endurance in a standardized way. Now, this doesn't mean you need to be working out all the time. This doesn't mean you need to be in the gym. If you are at a point in your journey where you're not exercising or working out, that is fine. That is totally fine. Remember, I lost 50 pounds before I set foot in a gym, and that's cool. The big rocks are about nutrition, but you still should assess your strength and endurance, and you can do this very easily at home. One way to do it is to see how many sit-ups you can do in a minute. If you can only do five, that's fine. But once a month, do that test and see how you are progressing. You can also do this with push-ups. If you have to do them on your knees, that's fine. But see how many, or even if you have to do them against a wall while standing, see how many you can do in a minute. And continue to repeat this every four weeks or so, every four to six weeks, you want to see how your strength and endurance is improving. Another great way to do this is to test your mile time. If you're walking, that's fine. Walk as fast as you can. Four to six weeks later, do it again. Walk as fast as you can and see the improvements. These are non-scale victories that can be tremendous for celebrating. How good would you feel if you were only seeing a couple of pounds weight loss, or even if you were seeing a lot of weight loss, and you realized that you shaved two minutes off your mile time? That's huge. Don't rob yourself of these things that will celebrate, that will help you see how far you're coming. Give yourself as many opportunities as possible to celebrate yourself and see your progress because you're going to see progress in all sorts of areas of your life, but you're going to miss out on it if you're not paying attention. So as much as you might not want to do it, do it for the sheer fact that it's going to give you another way to see how incredible your progress is. So you can do it by the mile for time, sit-ups in a minute, push-ups in a minute, body weight squats in a minute, or if you are somebody that's working out, definitely do the mile for time as well, and you can do the sit-ups and push-ups test too, right? And even the body weight squat, um, if you want to run the mile, that's great. Run the mile. Four weeks later, run it again. Push yourself. See how much you've improved. And if you're an advanced lifter, somebody that's working with a trainer or somebody that's really familiar with a gym, test your max, on primary lifts like the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, the shoulder press. And if you haven't had somebody teach you the proper form for these things, absolutely invest. And even if you're working with a trainer for just one session to learn the movements, form matters. 
but these are all powerful indicators of progress. I want to see my body fat going down, but I also want to see my strength and endurance going up. And here's the thing, this is going to happen as you lean down, as you burn fat, as you improve your nutrition and get healthier, you're going to see improvements in your endurance, but you're going to miss out on all those mile markers that you could be celebrating and feeling really proud of and sharing with other people to help motivate them if you don't pay attention. So pay attention. You will have so many what I call non-scale victories along the way. Don't miss out on them. You're cheating yourself. You're robbing yourself and you're robbing other people of being motivated by your success. Some of the most powerful indicators of your progress have nothing to do with the scale. Improvements in your energy, right? Improvements in your self-control and self-discipline or your mood, your mindset, thinking more positively about yourself. Journaling is a great way to see wow, I have come so far and I should be incredibly proud of myself. You want, to indica- you want to look at indicators of your progress as it relates to strength, also as it relates to the quality of your sleep and how that makes you feel. Your endurance, your menstrual regularity. Did you go from having random cycles to clockwork cycles or was there just an improvement overall? Are you experiencing less intense menstrual cramps? Any changes like that are going to be powerful indicators that you are improving your health that you are improving your health. But again, you have to tune in and pay attention to these non-scale victories. And if I could go back to the beginning of my weight loss journey, I would have paid so much more attention to stop and acknowledge these tremendous milestones, like fitting into a new pair of jeans. The very first time that I did 100 burpees, which seemed like a totally impossible challenge, or going on a business trip without stress eating or without making it an excuse to overindulge. I think if I had paid more attention to those achievements, which were so significant, the scale wouldn't have had as strong of a grip on me and I probably would have progressed much faster than I did. And these days I focus much more on non-scale victories. I pay attention to my strength by how many pull-ups I can do or how quickly I can run a mile, how kind and generous and patient I am with myself, the quality of my sleep, Back several months ago, uh, let's see, I'm recording this in January 2015. Back in July 2014, I had a major non-scale victory when I compared some lab work that had been done just the month before in June of 2014 with some blood work from about a year, year and a half earlier. And it was such an overwhelming non-scale victory to show how much I had improved my health and improved my longevity only with changes in food and exercise. Yeah, I had lost over 100 pounds and my periods had become regular for the first time in my life. But to see these concrete, non-negotiable measures of my health in black and white in front of me was overwhelming to see how I had rewritten my future, decreased my risk of disease and set myself up for a healthier life just with changes in my diet and exercise without medications. And just to kind of give you guys an idea of what I'm talking about, my total cholesterol without medication, just changes in my diet went from 236 to 160. 236 to 160. The recommended range is 100 to 200 or to 199, 100 to 199. And mine went from 236 to 160. My triglycerides, which should be between zero and 149, mine had been at 193, well over the recommended range. They went down to 76, 
from 193 to 76. My HDL or my, my cholesterol, that's a marker of my good cholesterol, which should be greater than 39. Mine had been at 33, so well below the recommended range, not a good thing. It went from 33 to 66. My bad cholesterol, as they say, or LDL cholesterol, which should be less than 99, mine was 141. It went to 84. Went to 84. And I increased my vitamin D, which should be between 30 and 100. It was at 14. It went to over 33. It went to over 33. So this just goes to show that there is so much more to celebrate, so many more important ways to measure your progress and look at what's happening behind the scenes, not just the number on the scale. Let's get away from the number on the scale. We can use it in combination with other factors, but let's really tune in to these non-scale victories and stop for a second to celebrate the amazing, amazing progress. So I do want you to measure. I want you to measure just as a recap here by taking pictures. I want you to do some basic fitness assessments and redo them every four to six weeks. I want you to have a pair of pants that you can measure your progress in. Pull them on, have them be a little snug, snap a picture, get back in them next week and see what happens and take physical measurements of your body. Most importantly, Pay attention. Notice how you feel. Notice how you're sleeping. If you have a better night's sleep for for a night or two, look at what's changed. What's different? Is it because of a certain thing you ate? Is it because of a certain workout that you did? Pay attention to those changes in your mood, in your energy, in your hunger, in your cravings, in your sleep, in your libido, in all of these things, and pinpoint what you're doing to make those changes possible. Are you able to run around the yard and keep up with your kids for the first time? Do you walk up the stairs at work without getting breathless? Do you effortlessly say no thank you to the donuts in the break room for the first time? Or do you feel comfortable wearing a tank top to the gym for the first time? Pay attention to the things that are worth celebrating because this journey is about so much more than weight. And if you focus on the weight, not only are you not getting an accurate picture, but you're missing all these amazing opportunities to celebrate along the way. I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, do please go over to iTunes, like I said at the start of the show. Take just a second to leave a rating and review and get in touch with me. I want to know what's helping you. I want to know where you're struggling. I want to know what your questions are, and I will answer them. I'll either email you back or get back in touch with you, or we'll do an episode on the show so that more people can benefit from the answers. So stay in touch with me. I want to know how I can help you. You can find information on this episode over on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. So head on over there if you want to see the show notes. And until next time, guys, stay healthy.